Welcome to the Must Love Self podcast. My name is Carly Israel and I am your host. What is Must Love Self all about? It's about our bodies, our worth, and our voices. It is a movement, an attitude. It is a decision. It is a project. It is a journey. It is a life choice. Every week I get to interview a brave woman who may not be perfect, but is on the path and is willing to share their ugly and their beautiful. I have Dr. Chelsea Page today, and she and I are so excited because I'm guessing without even knowing this, we all were out there in the world when we were growing up and we're like, where are my people? And we're finding them. I want you to tell us what you do, who you serve, so everyone that's listening can understand what's out there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited. This is going to be a delicious conversation. It is going to be. It's going to be so good. I, well, I am, I help women all over the world and I freaking love it. I, and I'm sure we'll get into the story. I came from mega people pleaser, lost in my life, had no idea who the heck I was to becoming this woman where the identity I like to call it is this soul queen where I <gasps> lead with, I know. I oh know. my God. Can <laughs> I reference Dr. Chelsea Page and tell them about soul queen? Cause I've never heard those two words together. Yes. So, cause I feel like we're soul sisters already, mm-hmm. but I want to be a queen, not a princess. Right. So soul queen it is. Let's do it. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is embodying this identity, right? Of it, cause it's in all of us, the soul queen, where the woman who owns her feminine power and trusts herself and knows her desires and leads with desires and, you know, has strong boundaries and speaks her voice and shows up in the world and, you know, becomes as big as she wants to be rather than the small life. Cause small life been there, done that, do not want the t-shirt. The <laughs> so quiet, that's, the quiet, inside right the Mm -hmm. trying so hard to fit into what we think will make it work so the two of us are both happily divorced yeah and happily remarried and I can tell you without even knowing that for me my story was one where I found out that I stopped using my voice Mm -hmm. in my first marriage did you find that with yourself Oh yeah. I, I got to the point where I feel like I experienced what I call a soul death. I I was living life from the outside in rather than the inside out. And I got to this point where, right, we do this, we have everything set up how we feel like, all right, if I do all of this and I have this partner and have all these pieces, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Right. And when I finally circled into myself and I I actually, it was a moment where I gave my, I changed my name on Facebook after we got married and I had this panic attack because I feel like I just, I'd like died because it was the last piece of me that I gave away. And it's because I was kept giving my voice away. I had no idea who the heck Chelsea was. And I know. It, it's, it's not. And fun. you don't sound like a woman who is timid and I'm not either. And what I mm-hmm. found that I communicated so much But after a while, when the same thing kept happening, I just stopped using my voice because what I heard from society was, I just need to change. I just need to adapt. I need to want less. I need to need less. I need to 
be what everyone else needed me to be so I could fit in this perfect world that I created that I was told was going to make me happy. Yep. And I no longer strive for happy. I want to feel like a soul queen. Yeah, like fucking amazing, right? right? It's and it's okay beyond. to be a, a soul queen that's depressed at times and a soul queen that's mm-hmm. anxious and a soul queen that is overwhelmed and that's all okay. Oh my gosh, it it is all okay. And that is a piece of being a soul queen is we're not afraid of our emotions, that we have our emotions. That's what actually gives us our power. And if oh we shut God. it off, right, then we are shutting off our power and our voice and it it doesn't work that way. And yes, our emotions, I'm even thinking this last week, it was triggers up the wazoo. Like me too. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my next level. And the universe was like, okay, here you go. This is all the stuff you need to process through. So it was, you know, you I know had we call those so much anxiety. Yeah. AF goes another Aft fucking goes. growth opportunity. Another, <laughs> I'm like, Oh universe. That. Thank you. You must think I need more growth. Yes. Nope. I will deal with that wonderful opportunity in front of me. Which is, and I love that because it's kind of like, you're glad for it, but you're also like, really, really, but this is the magic is the more we grow because there's, I tell the women in my world, there's limitless layers inside of ourselves, and we keep growing and discovering and exploring and finding the train inside of ourselves. And each new layer we go to, it can, you know, there's. It's like as a kid, you know, when you're going through growing pains, it's like, oh, my legs hurt. This this is painful, but you're growing. But that's the whole point. We grow and then we love ourselves more. So the more I grow, there's like more of me to love. So like, why wouldn't I do that? And you know what I find out is while we're doing that growth, I'm finding out what no longer serves me Mm -hmm. and I'm removing it from my life. I'm somebody who loves um, donating things and getting rid of things. I get excited. Like I love going in my children's room and rearranging them. And they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because I like <laughs> to see it differently. I like to remove what no longer fits. And we don't need to be afraid of that. Like, I don't want things in my life that no longer, fit. it's kind of like, you know, the, remember that whole movement with like the, the organizing and the folding and does this yep, bring me joy? The Marie Kondo. Yeah, yep. which is awesome. But that's outside stuff. I'm talking about, does this, does this mean talk? Does this mm-hmm. belief, this principle that I've lived with my whole life, does this bring me joy? Does this scale bring me joy? Does this, you know, identity, like my name changing, does that bring me yeah. joy? And yeah. we both know the answer. So um, I'm going to start from the beginning. Why did you say yes to this conversation? Mm, to this conversation, I, <laughs> you, I saw you posted in a group and just even you had said something about sharing the ugly truth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, these conversations are because of the results of a past growth that I did. So I just referenced this big triggers that I did. And I had been working through all of this releasing of shame around because I had cheated on my ex-husband and I had felt so much shame still, even though I've released a lot still until recently, I'm like, okay, this shame has got to go because I know I'm not a bad person. And past Chelsea only knew what she knew and was trying to handle things the best way she could. And this is right. Deep elements into self-love is loving our past self and the choices we made, even though from our awareness and our lens now we're like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. And I posted on, so one of my big things is leading in vulnerability and authenticity. And I posted on my Facebook page and about this, and I got a text message from my mom 
and sh- basically saying, tell me you it's can't, not true. She, oh, mm. yeah. She didn't and know. She didn't know. She, no. Yeah. And she knew some elements. And so that triggered a whole bunch of, and that triggered a whole bunch of, you know, inner wounds and inner abandonment fears and all these like, holy shit moments. And I, you know, released it and my inner people pleaser was like, I, well, I, my soul queen took charge and was like, all right, stand down people pleaser. Like we got this, we're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. We don't need to go into people pleasing mode. And by just moving through that now I'm like, Ooh, share the ugly done. I can do that now. So when I saw your post, I was like, yes, <laughs> this sounds so exciting because I, just I tell you want other women to know. Like, thank you for being honest. Um, I had a similar thing. Mine was emotional, which I don't think matters whether it's physical or emotional. It's nope. all the same. And a couple of things about that. Number one, thank you for being brave and honest because who wants to like talk about that? Number well, no, two, it's like the right? ugly truth, right? But here's the thing. Once we stop lying to ourselves and to the world, we, uh, we have so much space in our life mm-hmm. for truth and vulnerability and freedom. And it brings people to us. We get women coming to us saying, I understand what you're saying. I, mm-hmm. I thank you for saying that. And here's the deal about it. Cause I also co-parent coach no relationship that has a symptom of what the two of us experienced happens in a bubble no. that is happening because two people in the relationship are not showing up in the relationship. And it might be something that no one ever can see or identify but we have to trust that this is true. It would never, you're remarried to someone you're massively in love with. And so am I And the space for another human coming into our life would never happen because we were, we are willing to do anything we have to do to make this work. Both of us. Yep. And you, can you relate to that? Yeah. Yep. And it's, and I feel, and just as you said, even before of like, it's giving, I feel women permission to, I love how you said not lying to ourselves. And it's when we lie to ourselves, that's when we keep ourselves in a cage and we're not showing our authentic self. And it's, it's so funny. Like I know this in like intellectually, but you know, in heart, even, even sharing this right now, I can feel a bit of anxiety inside of my body. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is still an edge for me, which is fine. But then when we share these things, then we actually show other women that, right, we're not connecting on being perfect. We're not connecting on having this, you know, perfect image, perfect body, perfect life, perfect emotions that like when I made that post, there was many women that were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like this was hard to read, but also thank you because it gives me permission to love this part of me that's had similar experiences. And I'm like, this is why I do what I do because if I can even impact one woman to say, you know, you've made choices in the past that yes, you're not proud of. We all have a sordid past in some way, shape or form. And we made those decisions from our protections and from our ways of knowing how we needed to be in the world. And that's just, we still get to love ourselves even in the mess. And we did the best we could at the time that we were doing it. And I truly believe that. And you're a mother. I'm not actually okay. for babies. I We've been in the process of trying, but okay. that, well, that's a whole other I'm story. I'm sending you massive love. <laughs> but you. I can tell you as a mother, and you're a mother of fur babies, so you know this too, you're not going to, like, if your fur baby or my regular human baby does something wrong, that's not it, right? 
you might have that moment where you're like, what did you do? And you know, like when you do that to your animal um, (laughs) and you're like mad for two seconds and you clean up whatever it is, but the love doesn't change. Mm -hmm. I mean, when my kids come to me after they've done something that might not be in their character or might have just kind of been off their path, I don't look at them and be like, I love you so much, but I love you a little bit less. And you're never going to get that back from me. Mm, Oh, well, yes. Well, we're doing that to ourselves. And that, well, we learn that because so many of us grow up in an atmosphere where it's conditional love rather than unconditional. And we learn this from, you know, our parents and as kids, we're like sponges. We like take everything in and we see how the world is working. And then what society tells us and religion tells us and family tells us about how we should be in order to be loved when actually love already lives inside of us. And we don't have to prove it. We don't have to seek it out elsewhere and it never gets taken away from us. But as kids, we feel like it is. And then we end up doing external validation things to try to prove our worth when actually it lives inside of us. And we do that, whether we're trying to control our bodies, whether we're trying Mm -hmm. to achieve and prove our worth in our careers or in our homes or everywhere to on Facebook, right? Everywhere. And what is more beautiful to me is a woman that's like, look, I fuck up all the time (laughs) and I'm doing the best I can right? And this is what I'm doing to to try to do my best. And then I fall down and then I get up and then I fall down and then I get up. But regardless of what our air quote mistakes were or scars along the way, you know, I I talk about this often and I swear to God, I cannot remember the name of it, no matter how much I talk about it, but there's an Asian practice where they take a broken piece of China and fill it with gold. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm feeling something right now between the two of us because of what we've both been through. And we need to start, we need to start, like I, we need to start filling with gold, the choices that we made because they made us. And whenever I think about the mess that has come from all of it, I would not be the woman I am today. I would not have had the courage to write my book and affect so many people. I would not have had the courage to do any of the stuff that I've done and all my bucket list dreams that I'm working on. And showing my kids, this is what it looks like to be a real human rather than a perfect human. Yes. And letting other women know that. Like, so whatever our thing was that we feel guilty and shame about, we need to fill it with gold. I love that. And yes, because it gets, it just makes it better and better. And yes, it's not about perfection. It's how we handle when we do stumble. How do we yes. handle? How do we move ourselves through these hard things? And I 100% agree with you about, you know, the version that you were has made who you are. Yes. And I said that I say that all the time too. It's why I love me right now and I continue to love me and I'm growing. And so why on earth would I hate on my past self because she has walked the steps? Whew, it's going to make me cry. I has know. walked the steps to allow me to be the person I am today. So it's like, thank you. Thank you past me for moving through those hard times and struggling and making these decisions and learning from them because it has allowed me to be right here. And then I'm gonna continue walking this path. Like how it's filled with gold, filled with gold. I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever written a letter to her to apologize for the shame you've made her feel? Good. Oh yes. And yeah, I have the women in my programs do that Good. too. Me too. It's, I'm a, I'm big at yeah. writing. I, you, you just really, um, 
you made me feel so much. I, it reminded me everything you were saying was about the man in the arena. And then Brene Brown talked about it again, too. And yes. it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, which we would never have gotten without doing them, the Mm. great devotions, who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if she falls, at least falls while daring greatly so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I, I love that. And I love Brene Brown is so amazing. And I, <laughs> this is so a line that you just quoted her because one of my big passions is which is sometimes scary to say out loud is I, I want to be the next Brene Brown. Why not being just having, right. She speaks for vulnerability and showing up. And I love, I think it's her Ted talk on Netflix, which if you haven't watched it yet, totally watch it is um, I think it's on that one or some other one. She's like, I'm not interested in anybody's opinion who also isn't in the ring, getting their ass kicked. Like if you're getting your ass kicked and we're all like, oh my gosh, like that was, whoo, that was a doozy. And we get back in there, like then I'm wanting to listen to what you have to say. But if you're on the sidelines judging, then I don't bow down to that. Don't know. And this is something I want to highlight with us in Must Love Self. And this is something I've been guilty of. And women in interviews have taught me. And there's one woman in particular whose episode will be earlier on. Her name is Amanda Ferret, And she Mm. says that we need to stop judging each other as women and that we are just as guilty that not only do we judge ourselves. So first of all, you cannot be kind to somebody else. Truly. You can be outwardly kind and you can act like somebody who is kind and we air quote people please. But at the end of the day, the judgment is always internal about someone Mm -hmm. else. If we are still judging ourselves. Oh, yes. It's a mirror, right? It is, Everything right? is a mirror. And if we can really allow the compassion inside of ourselves, and we really, truly allow the compassion for other people, because really people pleasing, that's not, it's a form of manipulation to try to make people happy. It actually isn't compassion and kindness. It right? is. So I'm sober 22 years. And in the, in the rooms where I'm hey. sober, thank you. We're told that people pleasing is a euphemism for just being selfish because we just want everybody to like us. And we want, and we don't like the feeling if, mm-hmm. if we haven't said yes to something that we don't want to do, if we haven't pleased in a way, because not because we truly want that other person to be happy. It's because we don't want to feel uncomfortable when they're not happy with us. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I just made a meditation about this yesterday is just not, yeah, not manipulating people to be happy in order for us to feel okay. Cause that actually isn't a genuine thing. And mm-hmm. I feel, and to go back a second, you said about, you know, not knocking other women down and we want to all rise. If for me, I am in such a place where the way we live in this world has got to change. It's a very masculine energy dominated place. And we have to move into this new way of being in the world where it is led with more emotion and feminine energy and expansion. And we can't do that if women are like, 
pulling other women down. It's basically, I'm judging you so that you can come down to my level because you're making me uncomfortable. Right. It's like with someone who is showing, I'm thinking of one woman in particular, I saw her on Instagram, she's in my business world. And she she is such a, she like owns her sexy and owns her confidence. She has I love these that. She's like boobalicious, like booty. She's like this badass, like she lifts barbells, like she badass woman. And she, um, and she just puts it out there. And she did this, um, reel the other day about, Hey ladies, like, like in case you didn't know, we're actually rising women up now. We're no longer about shaming other women. Like let's all rise up. And it was really wonderful. And then of course, this other woman posted, she's like, well, how about you support me by wearing a support bra and like cover yourself up or something like that. Like that would help me out. And I was like, that's pretty much what she's talking about. Like, let's stop shaming Thank other women. Thank you for the example, right? <laughs> exactly. And I don't wanna, you know, backhand and shame her, but it, that's where we have to do the inner work. It's and so hard. And you know what? Hard. It's so hard because we get to see both examples mm-hmm. and we get to see, and here's the judgment I wanna never let go of. I think in my own experience that there are two examples in the world, how I want to be and how I never want to be. And the woman that said, cover up, put on a better sports bra. I never want to be that woman. And the woman that said, we're, Hey ladies, we're no longer pulling each other down. Right. I remember when I first got into coaching, I reached out to another woman who was in my my similar world. And I said, I would love to connect and collaborate. And she said, but we do the same thing as if Mm. like you, you, and I said to her, there's enough seashells for us all. And oh, our job that. is to, you know, that idea, I, I don't know the, the right wording up for that quote about how a wave rises, it brings everybody, the tide. Do you know what it right. is? Yes, it's like all, it raises all boats or something like yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. When we do this together, we are so much more powerful than if I'm just shouting by myself, right? It's so much more fun I with know. other people. And I'm finding my human. So um, I could talk to you forever, but we need to get to my questions. So <laughs> one to 10, rate yourself on one is I'm not really kind to myself. I'm really pretty horrible. And 10 is I'm kicking ass in this area, soul queen level. Mm-hmm. What is your rating for currently for how you see your body? I would say I'm about an eight right now, just as I'm tapping in at the moment. It, it ebbs and flows, right? When I'm more in my negative thinking, it kind of goes to the other end of the spectrum. And there's some times where I'm like, I am so fucking awesome and yes. gorgeous and amazing. So it, right? It's never Will you completely tell me static. What your lowest has been for body? Yes, I would feel first instinct comes into like a four. That's pretty, that's not horrible. No, I think I've never, it's, it hasn't been so much in my life. In some, yes, it kind of comes with the package of hating more in my body, but more if it's like kind of overall in who I am. Which is more worth. Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's get to worth. What is your current view, one through 10, of your own worth? I would say today I'm feeling like a 10, to be yes. honest. And what's been a few your days ago number? was no. When you were being triggered, right? When you're. <laughs> yes. And I have a question without being too specific. What generally brings your worth number down? Mm, good question. Uh, Self doubt. If. Mm. 
I start putting my sense of worth into the external and then that becomes either non-available or not dependable and then it gets all wishy-washy whereas when I turn to myself and not to my critical parts of me but the soul queen part of me like is like our soul our soul knows everything yeah and knows that we are wonderful and amazing and magical and sexy and smart and glorious and all of these things so as long as I listen to her then I'm good <laughs> but if I forget to listen that's when it goes bad. So my worth, I notice, for example, so one of the areas, I do two kinds of coaching. I coach in muscle self and I coach in co-parent self. My worth and my ability to help in those areas goes down when I'm having a hard time with my co-parent. Like, so if I'm having a human struggle mm. in being a divorcee, which happens, it's not like I'm going to be 100% perfect. I think to my, my, the inner voice goes, who do you think you are? Yeah to help anybody. And right. And Which what I know hard. is total bullshit because how yeah. could I help anybody if I can't share my struggles? Exactly. Like we were talking about before. It's like, who do we think we are to share this? It's like, well, this is the thing to share, but it create, this is where vulnerability is so key is it's so fucking vulnerable to share the struggle because not only are we having doubts in that place and not feeling so strong, but also if we share it out loud and then someone also adds judgment on top of it, then we're like crushed and we're like, oh my gosh, can I handle this? And that's where inner strength comes in is even if I'm a little rocky on this and a little doubtful, if I put it out there and someone hates on it, then I'm going to be okay. But this is how we connect is through the shit, not when, through the perfection, through the shit. Right. I love that. When in your life was your worth number your lowest? Ooh. I would say man it was like I was gonna say early 20s like that like late teens early 20s this is like I I was in pseudo worth in the like I was full-blown external like worth land like my sense of self-worth was honestly I didn't even know what the heck that was it was, I'm going to, like, I had a fit ass body. Like I was like, I, damn, like good. But I was only doing that in order to receive external validation. Mm -hmm. And my worth came in from other guys, from guys noticing me, or my worth came in from, you know, doing and achieving all these things. And my worth came in from all of these different places. And so even though I felt sometimes accomplished or seen or good, it was all a bunch of bullshit. Right. Because <laughs> it wasn't real worth. I love it was that what you just fake. brought up. Where are we seeking validation from mm -hmm. today? And, you know, I just did an interview and I posted a little clip about it because I want, it was such an awesome little moment where she was talking about, um, how old are you? 33. I'm going to be 34 next month. Already. That's right. You go. Um, <laughs> she was talking about the idea of a midlife crisis mm. and she's like, that's BS. I don't know who made that up. It must've been a dude because What's the truth is I was in crisis in my early teen, my, my late teens, early twenties Yep. at this place at I'm almost 42. This is soul queen level. <laughs> this so, feels good. <laughs> so the fact yep. that you're there already is it's just going to get better. Yes. Yeah. it does happen. Yeah. It happens at any age. It's that whole piece of like, what am I doing? Well, you get this to, the life you I get want to decide to that, right? You get to decide yep. when it's going to happen. So last one for you to rate, what is, and I'm guessing I know this number, what is your number for the ability to advocate for yourself and use your voice? 
Mm. You know, what's very interesting is I want to say, oh, this is a hard one because I advocate for this and I continue to expand my voice. I honestly, the number that popped in my head was a seven. Really? And I mean, what are the areas that you're feeling like you're not as much able to use it? Because I would have been like, oh, she's a 10. <laughs> in some areas I am a 10. And even in the, like this conversation right now, I feel like a 10. There, there's, I, and I said a seven because I know there's some areas in my life where I'm not speaking up where I maybe desire to. And I think it's more of voice. Uh, how do I explain this? Almost like voice in action. Like in, I was just talking to a girlfriend this morning of, I have this whole like amazing plan for this insane transformation for women who want to go from the, I don't even know who the heck I am. Why am I like, what's the purpose of my life? And I'm people pleaser and all these things too soul queen level like i have this whole program planned out but i'm not putting it out there and and why are you afraid because it's the doubt pops in and for is me it too good it's enough the fear. And... and that's about our worth yep. it's yeah do i offer enough worth to be mm -hmm. asking for what i'm asking mm -hmm. and i 100 percent i'm with you and what i know and i'm only saying this out loud for myself also is that we have to behave as if we are, and then we will believe it when it happens. Like we act our way into it. We don't wait for it to happen. It's the same thing when I got sober was, I was told we don't care what you think or feel. We only care what you're doing. What are yeah. you doing? What action are you taking? And when you were sharing that, you know what I thought was such a great thing for all of our people is to really focus where in my life Am I at my highest number? Like, so you said you're at a 10 while we're talking, me too. And then where am I life at my lowest and pay attention and then ask myself, why do I keep going to a place where my numbers get so low, where I allow them to get so low? Yeah. And I would even add what I'm all about parts work and like what part of me is blocking me from accessing this next level? Like what part of me gets I in the way? I love that. I've never heard that. So tell me in reference to what you were just saying about your fear. What part of you is blocking you? Yeah, it, my perfectionist side, totally, 100%. It's, because you can't see it all? Because I, I can't see it all. Me and too. that's <laughs> the, you know, all of these parts in us, and that would be a whole other conversation, but we we go into this control place, the overthinking and the protection, all these pieces, because we want to know the outcome of things, but we don't never know the outcome of things. Even if we try to control things, we still never know. So to actually live in amazingness and happiness and love and openness is to release the need to control and then just trust that everything is going to unfold how it's going to unfold. And I'm totally needing to listen to what I just yes. said, because this, <laughs> that was a soul flow that just yes, happened it was. there, but it's, yeah, it's the doubt and the perfection and not knowing the outcome. And it's, and it's interesting because my, and you might know this too, is, you know, being a coach and, you know, even, you know, books and everything is those are extensions of our heart. And my business is an extension of my heart. And this is a new realm for me of expanding and expanding. Like I've expanded as much up until then into my business. And now my business is my heart is reaching out to all these places like i'm i know i'm not going to know all the women who are listening to this podcast and it would be an honor to but i know i'm going to touch people that i don't even know but my heart is reaching out to them and for our hearts to be out there in our business it's a it is a whole other level because you got to be ready for the haters because there are gonna be haters it is a soul i mean i really 
I can relate to that so much because when I put my memoir out, I said to people, this is my soul on yeah. the page. Yep. Like I, when I was writing it, my publicist gave me this amazing, amazing edit. And she told me to have on every single page that I'm writing at the top, which I erased after, you need to be as vulnerable as you possibly can at this moment. And mm -hmm. because the more we share with others, the more we open up. And that's why we care so much. But the two of us both need to hear that none of us can control any of this. As women, I think, because we're trying to do so much and prove our worth so hard and be at that next level and in whatever area of our life, whether it's as a mother, in the career, with our family, with each other, with our, you know, whatever it is, we forget that we don't have to figure it all out because we can't. No, we can't. And if we try to, we drive we, ourselves we crazy. Fuck it up. <laughs> yep. If we got a whisper in our ear of what it's going to look like, we would mess it up before it even happened. Yep. Okay. Yep. So but I'm going to take us all the way back to when Chelsea was a little girl. Tell me what the women in your life showed you about what a woman is supposed to be like, whether negative or positive or both in terms of beauty, in terms of body, in terms of performance, what it looked like for you growing up with what women should be like. I feel it's interesting. I didn't really kind of more energetically and emotionally. I feel like the women in my world showed me like, we got to be strong and have it together. Not a lot of emotion. I feel like and it was more of they were in their masculine energy. And as far as like kind of body image, I feel like the biggest impact on me was the magazines, good old Cosmopolitan. And that, you know, it was a magazine that I would read and look at and just have, it was hard not to then compare myself and to feel like this is how I need to look. And it's like, you know, 50 ways to please your man. And it's like, well, what about me? Like, right. who's going to? Like, what about pleasing me? Gosh, well, just so a minute. So I'm on, a, I'm on with a sexuality coach, which is incredible. I have three boys I'm raising. Mm -hmm. We, I made them watch the entire, uh, all seasons of girls from HBO, nice. which is, oh my gosh, I watched that a long time ago. It's been you a need while to rewatch it. You will, you will just scream with happiness, but we talk about this and most people are like, you're a horrible person that you're doing this to your children, but I don't care because I have teenagers and I tell them like straight up. A woman needs to be pleased before you're pleased because you're going to last about a minute. And they're like, what is happening? My mom is talking to me about the most uncomfortable <laughs> stuff. But we talk about this stuff because I assure you from my past that the men that I knew did not have that conversation with anybody. And so it wasn't until I found a real man who knew how to take care of my body as well that mm -hmm. we could even get into that realm. And so, but that is because as women, we were taught that they need to have a good time. Yes. We were not taught like, what is it like to have a good time for ourselves? No. And the, and that's a whole, yes, other realm of right permission. It's permission for the pleasure in life in general, but also in our, in our bodies inside and outside the bedroom is life is meant to be pleasurable. This is why like I advocate for the desire driven life. It needs to have pleasure and yumminess and deliciousness. And, but we're not told how to do that. We're taught to be quiet and small and please others and to not honor our bodies and to know our bodies as a sexual place and to even i mean gosh darn it our clitorises are literally made 100 percent for pleasure so it like is it is who we are we are pleasure and if we deny that then we're denying the existence of who we actually are which is what back in the day the 
you know, old men's society, it's kind of like the witch hunts that happen. It's because women are magical and people were scared of that. So they wanted to just shut it down because they didn't get it. Oh my God. I love you. Um, one thing <laughs> I want to say that you were talking about with the magazines. So I found that I was looking at a lot of in touch and style, like those, mm. like the, like garbage ones, you know, yep. where they would show like celebrities and their dresses and stuff. That was before there was internet. So it was like, that was like how you learned about people mm-hmm. in the Hollywood world. And I found that that made me miserable. And that beauty magazines that are traditional beauty magazines of like only showing this is what a woman looks like right. made me and make me feel horrible about myself. So I don't want, I don't read them. I don't look at them online. I don't follow anybody that shows this is what beautiful looks like because it makes me feel yucky about myself. Oh yes, this is, I, our energy is so sacred, is so, so important. And this is like, I, I will not watch things. I will not look at things like news things. I, I can't, I just, I can't like all, I'm so empathetic too. I can take on all the emotion and energy. And it's like, no, I create those boundaries. It's the energetic boundaries we create for ourselves. And same thing with I'm not going to follow a bunch of accounts on Instagram that are trying to hold up this quote unquote ideal image of what beauty is supposed to look like. Cause then it is going, it's just going to make me feel bad about myself. And why do I want to feel bad about myself? I don't. So I'm not going to have that in my world. We get to choose. Yes. Right. What comes into our world. We get to be the gatekeeper of our sacred world. And so, well, I don't only look at happy things because I definitely want to know about the world and know challenging things and perspective and how privileged I am. I don't look at things that make me feel yucky about myself because that's their goal. And my son, my oldest, who's almost 15, says that the girls that he follows on Instagram that are like in his class, all they do is post pictures of the pouty face mm-hmm. and with like very little clothes on. And then they all ask the question in the picture saying, don't I look horrible? And then they get all these messages. Girl, you are beautiful. You're yeah. hot. And that message is, I don't think I look good. I'm going to tell the world I don't look good. And you are going to validate me instead yeah. of me validating me. Yeah, it's the the seeking of that validation, which lives inside of ourselves. And I feel right with the energetic protection, too, that we have is because you mentioned, too, it's like we don't want to just look at all the happy stuff because that's also avoiding things is I also look at like I'll protect myself in different areas of right, not following a whole bunch of those accounts or like I'm in the know of the news, but I'm not going to watch it 24 seven because that's going to affect my energy. But I also take opportunities for when I do get triggered to see what it's triggering inside of me. There's what, yep, there's this one gal that I remember. I'm like, what is it about this woman? She was another businesswoman online and she was just like, she's making a ton of money. She's owning her sexy and her confidence and she just kept triggering me. And so I, I paused her on Facebook for a while. I didn't unfollow her, but I paused her not to avoid, but to dive in. I did a ton of journaling. I'm like, what is it about this woman that's triggering me? Cause it's a mirror of what's going on inside of me. And it was, oh my gosh, she is unapologetically owning her confidence. And this is a part of me that I am diluting. I tell women this, like, we don't want to be watered down women. I'm diluting my confidence. I'm like, oh, so she was triggering you because you were jealous because you Mm -hmm. saw she was doing something that you're not doing. Yep. And that was, I'm so, I love that you said dive in because we don't want to avoid the yucky feeling we're having. We need to look and say what's underneath it. 
Um, I have a quick question for you. Going back to when you were younger, before you became a soul queen, can you take us to a part in your life where you just, your, your worth, your body image, or your voice, or all three were at your lowest? Mm. Where all three were at the lowest. Or a couple of them. Yes. I feel... That is a hard question. I and love I know, hard questions. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm trying. It's like diving into my my passive win. I feel, and I'm. it's hard because I'm having a hard time pinpointing. You know what? I feel like a low point was when I had gotten divorced. Yeah. And like I'm thinking of the huge part, like I said before, of my, you know, kind of teens and early 20s. I feel like that was an extended period of time of low worth, but I didn't really notice it very much because I was in that external validation place. Right. You weren't and even aware too much to know. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Awareness is so huge. And so, yeah, I feel like that post-divorce place was a whole swirl of like I knew this was the right decision and I I was the one who handed the ring back in but it still was like oh my gosh like here I am like afterwards I I li was living in this house with like a bunch of these college kids and I even before we got divorced like I was I was the one sleeping on the couch because I felt like I didn't deserve to sleep because in you the bed. did the bad thing. Exactly. So I was in this place of self punishment and self punishment. And then, yeah, it just, it continued for a bit until I was like, no, I don't need to punish myself. I need to find myself. And that's where oh the my journey goodness. began. I love what you just said. I don't need to punish myself. I need to find myself. I got to tell you, I have three boys and punishment does not help them separating them from us because they need to go to their room because they mm -hmm. did something wrong doesn't make them feel secure in themselves enough to go to a place and go how can I fix this how can I you know one of my favorite people Sarah who's one of my closest friends she says to me when I mess up and I don't know how to deal with the feeling I'm having of, of knowing I messed up how can you use the feeling you're having to empower you into a transformation like mm. that idea that like JK Rowling says about like how bottom rock bottom was the firm foundation upon which she rose like I picture yes. myself in a pool and I picture my foot pushing off of the bottom because I need to push up from that bottom in order to go up and I use that bottom to help me get soul queen level and then help me share it with other people yes and it's having the courage to do that and to know that we're not going to drown we just need to kick off the bottom and we'll be fine and yeah just even as you're saying with your kiddos is i mean that was the old mentality of you know go to the corner go to the corner right like, you're okay. bad you need to be separate from and yeah how is like a six-year-old or however old supposed to process the emotions that's going on by themselves in the corner that's just not how it works and so being this is where we break generational patterns yes. of the entire world and even in just our own families is to do this messy work so that we don't pass it on to future generations that we all can be emotionally intelligent and power intelligent and pleasure intelligent and soul intelligent that we know how to handle all these pieces so that when life is messy because gosh darn it i mean if COVID showed us anything life can be messy is that we can handle it and we're okay will you tell us how you became a soul queen and how you found that one of your gifts is helping women find their sexuality and owning their like strength and all of that tell me about that <laughs> 
Mm, well, I I went through tra many transitions as we do. We always evolve. We're like we're like Russian dolls. We always just yes, like, reveal like layers but of you ourselves. Know what? Russian dolls get smaller, and we're getting mm. bigger, but not in the way that we thought was a negative. In a way that's like so much more beautiful. It's very true. It's very true. Yes. So not smaller. We get bigger, and I feel. Because I used to be, um, so I've been doing this work for nine years now, and I used to be couples, sex and relationship therapist for couples. And I worked with couples, and I have to tell you, I was really dang good at it. <laughs> like, really good at it. Like, I can work the dynamics, and I understand, you know, how the ping pong trigger is happening and all these different pieces. But it was juggling galore, let me tell you. But I... I realized as I continued and emerged and when I hit a burnout place as I was living my life for the like proving and doing and I forgot to check in with myself about how I want to do my business life and my life in general like I really I got to the point where I literally canceled my whole week because I panicked and flew to go see my mom <laughs> like it was like kid re like reactive level and I finally decided I was like if I so this is I write down my desires every day now because what we desire is ours. It's just a matter of time that it happens. And I was like, what kind of life do I desire? How do I want to actually help people? Do I want to work with couples and all these things? And I was like, you know, I want to have, I want to be able to have my mornings. I want to only have five clients a week. I want to actually help women specifically, not couples, because helping women, I feel, as a result, then helps the couple. Because the more empowered I'm in in my relationship, the better it gets. So it's just amazing. And I just very, and then I started doing that, especially COVID gave me the kick in the pants to go fully online. So that was wonderful. And I love virtual coaching. I'm never, ever, ever, I ever, ever, it. ever not. It's, first of all, we can work with people anywhere. And I know. This is so much more connective and real, this conversation, rather than me sitting on a couch and playing with a pillow while not looking at you, right? <laughs> and, yes. and having to drive there and not wanting to go and then having to drive home. Like, this is real. And I love that you said you write down your desire. So can you give us an example of, like, desires you wrote down today? Mm, yes. So I... Yeah, they go in all different ways. So like, I desire to have eight or more women in my next Embody program. I desire to have zero dollars in debt. I desire to, um, <laughs> one of my newest desires, which was really, sometimes they interest me is, I desire to have hair extensions. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's an interesting thing. And, you know, I desire to make a million dollars. I desire, I desired a new pair of sunglasses and I bought myself a new pair of Prada sunglasses, which past Chelsea would like never let that happen. That's another thing about a soul queen is she is not afraid. She is in charge of her money. Her money is not in charge of her. She does not ask permission for money, like permission from daddy. Can I have this? It's no, I'm in charge. So yeah, I desires love that. are so yummy. Will you tell me, like, in a general way, what you're really finding with your clients that we need to hear in terms of owning our sexuality and owning our soul queen? Mm. <sighs> Embrace the process and be, know your why. I was just telling some of the gals in my program is, you know, knowing why are you on this journey of expansion and love and wanting to embody this for yourself, your power, your trust, your sexual self, the pleasure, all of the pieces, like what's your why? 
because if you don't have your why when the road gets rocky and when the road gets messy, when the road tries to like knock you off and you stumble and you like scrape your bum, it's like, why do you get back up again? Why are you on this journey? And when I always tap into my why, then that leads me forward even if like an inner kid in me is like I don't wanna yes. I don't wanna like working out for like an example is like I like I mentioned before my energy is sacred and having clean energy in my body and a huge piece of my work is energetics and so if I'm not clear-headed and clear-hearted and cleared energy then I can't be as impactful and one of those pieces is working out so my why is I don't work out because I'm not perfect or I don't work out because or I work out. I used to work out to try to get, you know, skinny. get skinny and look good so I can get external validation. Whereas now is I want to feel good in my body because when I feel good in my body, I can impact myself and grow myself and yes. I can impact other women in the world because this is the this is the way the the woman way is the way and I want to be a part of it and I can't be a part of it if I'm like feeling all crappy. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I forgot to ask you this in the beginning, but did you happen to bring a quote today that you want to share? Or do you have a quote that you love? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I forgot about the quote. Well, there's two quotes that actually pop up for me and one, and I was actually trying to find it right before we hopped on, but I couldn't. So I'm going to butcher this, but it's, um, who's the guy who writes fight club? Oh, <gasps> Chuck Palinchik. Chuck. So yes. Fight Club used to be my favorite movie in the entire world. Yes. So Chuck. I'll wait, wait for you to look it? for it because I can just edit. Chuck yeah. Palenicebleu. Leaving LA. Uh, crap. Am I going to actually be able to find it? It's okay. Uh, there you yes. Go. Okay. I okay, found let's it. Let's hear it. Okay. Yes. So wait, what is his name? Chuck Palhanuik. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're we're going to let that one go. Yes. But he said, the goal isn't to live forever. It is to create something that will. And for me, this brings tears to my eyes, is I, our, our living goes from when we actually physically leave this planet, but also when the energy of us leaves. And I, I want to leave this legacy that far past when I'm here that there's a book that somebody can read or someone is like, oh my gosh, like this is what I learned. Even if my name's not attached to it, just the energy of the impact. And so that always gets me in the feels. And so I'm that really goes in alignment with what I was saying before is like, what's your big why? And love it. having it be bigger, ha leading with you, but having it be bigger than you, bigger than me actually inspires me and empowers me have you and seen the what is your why video with um et no i will send it to you it's the most inspirational video i've ever seen but it's it's called what is your why it's oh my gosh um, and it's he you know et is like a famous famous motivational speaker and he talks about you Wait, know is this like about? an is this like an old one that was made like 10 years ago and At he least. has a concentric it, circles well he's it's um in a boxing ring and he, mm. talk, he talks about a real, okay. yeah, I'm going to send it to you. But basically the, the gist is that the only winner of the fight will be the one who, whose why is stronger. Because mm. it's not about just talent. It's about what is it the reason you're doing it for? Okay, are you ready for lightning round? Uh, yes. And can I say one more quote? Please. Because yes. it's my, my own and I love it. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. It's more, well, it's a quote, but also a 
a inspiring for other women is I posted a while ago, I said, it's not an ugly cry. It's a power cry. Let's stop shaming our tears. Mm. Because we, so I saw this over and over and over in this program that I was in and all the women were like, oh, I ugly cried, I ugly cried. And I was like, no, it, our tears, this emotional transformation is what supports our power. It's a power cry, like let it out. Like we are gorgeous in this process. So that's, yes, I, just I love that. Definitely so have to I'm say gonna that. include that in, in the notes. And I want to acknowledge with what you just said, we have to stop apologizing for crying. Yeah. We have to stop apologizing for being who we are and saying, I'm so sorry that I'm crying. Like why, why, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, lightning round, here we go. Boom. No thinking, just answer. What would your 80 year old self say to you now? Just keep going, you're doing it right. Don't overthink it. What judgment do you wanna let go of of your body? Mm, that my stomach isn't as flat as I want it to be. Can I tell you a secret? Mm -hmm. Every single woman, every woman has the same feeling about our bellies. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> I think we all watched Baywatch and all those stupid shows enough. Yep. I gotta tell you, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna get too deep, but I do. Like what's interesting, and I'm just coming up with this now, is the belly is where many of us hold our babies when we're having them. Mm -hmm. And it's a place where babies will go. And we have this shame about our bellies not looking a way that's almost impossible. The only way my belly has ever been the flat, hard, whatever, was yeah. when I was going through my divorce and I couldn't eat because I was so nauseous to, to just breathe. Like, I, I couldn't even eat. So basically, I was starving myself. And then people would say, oh, my God, you're so skinny. And then I would be like, yeah. Um, and I was just sick, right? And so I don't want to be sick, but we need to look at that. Okay. What is beautiful to you? Mm. Me. <laughs> That's awesome. What does it mean to be a strong woman? To owning all parts of you. The power, the trust, the cries, the emotions, the, the bigness, owning the bigness and not shying away. What do you want others to say about you when you're not in the room or when you're gone? Mm, I love her energy. Mm -hmm. December 31st, 2021 is your last day on earth. What would you do with the rest of the time? Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I... I feel like I would keep doing what I'm doing. I would not, the doubt that I had said previously, I I'd just go full steam ahead. Don't overthink, just do. Fuck it. F fuck it. Last one. You get one piece of advice for every woman to hear right now. What do you want them to know? Mm. It's safe to be you. Oh, I love that. You are a magical soul queen. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait to watch you rise. And I want you to stay connected because I think you have so much to offer the world. How can people find you? Yes, the best place is Facebook. So you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Chelsea Page. I have a business page, Dr. Chelsea Page, but I'm not really on it all that uh -huh. much. 
Um, Chelsea Page is where all my stuff is. I no longer have a Facebook group. Talk about things that no longer serve me. I let yes. that go. Yes. Like, bye. Bye, yeah. Felicia. Yes. Yeah. And um, also on Instagram, Dr. Chelsea, at Dr. Chelsea Page. Those are the best ways. And you can find all the upcoming ways to work with me, what's new in my world. That is the place where it's alive for me. And from there, you can find yeah, the programs, links, my website, all that kind of stuff. So social media is the best way. I got so much from you. I can't, I feel, I feel like you just sheltered me with gifts. Oh, I'm so Thank happy. You so much. I'm so Thank happy. You so You're much. welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and share with your lady friends. If you're ready to do the work it's going to take to love yourself as you are, your body, your worth, and your voice, please reach out to me at carlyisrael.com and we can connect. I offer one-on-one private coaching virtually as well as small, intimate groups. It's going to take a ton of work and a lot of commitment on your part, but I promise to be in your corner. I hope you have an amazing day, and I hope you spread the light you feel with others so they can feel it too. La, 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 la,